No. Can't remember my roommate's name. But we couldn't get into the our our room, and two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, "Here you go. Let us give you a hand with that." How about that? I was 16. It was like, oh. Andy at Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, "Hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge." This is the Rod Peterson Show. Here we go, coming in hot into hour two of the RP Show, live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're at the Stage Bar. It is your number one source for live sports. Twelve NHL games tonight on tap. We can turn our attention to that if you want. We're live streaming on YouTube today. We're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. Hey, Ryan O'Radio, I got your message. He loves the Hawks coverage. Our Atlanta Hawks winning to open their season last night, 117-107 against the uh, Houston Rockets. Three games in the NHL last night, including that big Winnipeg Jets overtime victory at Colorado, and they're at Vegas tonight. I don't mind turning our attention to tonight's games as we welcome 13-year NHL veteran Rich Sutter into the broadcast. How you doing, Richie? Great. How are you? Good, 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 good. You're making me sweat a little bit. I should, I should always realize that you're going to be, that you'll be here. On time. Never, uh, never early, though, hey? Why show up early when you can show up on time? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming up. Awesome. Glad so what are you going to do all day? You're going to the Sabres and Flames tonight. What does a guy like you do on a game day? People to see? Yeah, I got some things to do in town today. Uh, son Luke's in town with the Sabres. Uh, you put your mic in right, a little closer. Son Luke is in town with the Sabres, so I want to you know, try and spend a little time with him, go for lunch with him, and maybe hopefully hook up with couple of the brothers and um, go enjoy the game tonight. You know, it's funny. People ask me if Lanny can go anywhere in this town, and I'm sure he can't without being recognized. What about a Sutter? I mean, the last time you walked in here, you got an ovation. You remember that. Everybody yeah. cheered for you. Uh, you know, it, it's... It's you good? Do, you, do, you do get that a little bit. I think it's kind of funny because in the last year or so, honestly, Rod, people are starting to mistake, you know, me being a twin... But in the last year or so, people are starting to tell me that Daryl and I are starting to look a lot alike. But um, that's a first. I'm getting that all the time now. So because you're all you're graying a little bit, you're all starting to look a little more similar. Yeah. So uh, you know, I guess that's not a bad thing. If I guess I, some mistakes me for Daryl, but they go, "Hey, are you Daryl?" I said, "No, Daryl's my brother." <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, this one last story before we actually talk actual hockey. But I had the occasion to be with your nephew, Chris Sutter, Daryl's son, the other night. And I said, I'm your Uncle Rich's best friend. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to call him and ask. <laughs> and I said, go That's ahead. Chris. I just talked to him. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man, he's the most famous guy in the Saddle Dome. And that, this vibe with the Flames right now, you go to most of the games. It's very positive, isn't it? Well, you know, they they gotten off to the start that they were hopefully, you know, that they were looking for, obviously, and um, three really good teams and, you know, being uh, rivals and, you know, these are teams they have to beat in their division. So they're big games. Uh, every game's a big game, though. It's, you know, you you got you to gotta put points in the bank at this time of the year. You got to make sure they're there because, boy, oh, boy, do they count in the end. Whoa. Yeah, listen, I'm going to invite viewer questions and comments for Rich, but you just hit on something. The start. Like, do you consider yourself a blue, a Canuck, a flyer? Like, what's your number one team that you identify with as a Lama? Well, I, I, honestly, I, you know, the teams I played on, you know, the Blues, the Canucks, the Flyers, 
Um, you follow the Blackhawks. Like, you know, great people wherever you play, and that's a good thing about our sport. And I think the biggest thing is that, you know, I tell my kids now, our, our younger kids at home, is that just be a fan. You know, be a fan. Uh, be a fan of our sport. Uh, it's a great sport, and um, I think that's what's awesome, that wherever you go, there's great people. Well, so there's a lot of comments coming in from the viewers, and I'll get to them. Well, I'll take one. Because I want to ask you about Philly losing for the first time under Torts last night. And the Canucks trying to avoid making history again tonight. But James in Borden, Manitoba says, I think the Eichel trade is going to look pretty bad by the end of this season. I don't know why that would be. He looked pretty good here the other night for Vegas. And Buffalo got some great young players. We're going to see them tonight. But what's your read on that trade? Well, I, the biggest thing is you got to, now that he seemingly is healthy and and let's let's give him a little bit of a, a runway here from the start of the year um he hasn't played you know obviously he came and played a little bit last year but the biggest thing is for him is uh see where this takes him uh what it does with their group uh, you know it's it's worked out well for buffalo obviously um they've got some very good young players in there and i think that team in buffalo will just continue to grow and i really like what they've done there um with kevin and and jason there at the group in buffalo they're They've got a. They've got a. They got it right. And the biggest thing is they've just got to remain patient and stay the course. You want to keep it down out there? Trying to do a that? live show. That's Dupont, by the way, and our guy Kevin. But anyways, I appreciate that. Were you at the Flames Golden Knights game the other night? Did you watch it on TV? I stayed home because I wanted to watch. Two I games. couldn't remember. I wanted to watch two games at once. So. Because the orders Sabres yes, game was on. Yes, I wanted to watch that game too. So that was the best first. Best way to do is just stay home, pitcher on pitcher. Well, that was the first time I'd seen Eichel live, and Rich, I've never seen a guy skate that fast, end to end, handling the puck the way that he does. And it He's just something, you know, effortlessly. You know, yeah, that seems to be the way you know he can skate, and um, you know, I think he. He's trying to still figure himself out there too, right? How he fits in, who he's playing with. Uh, the biggest thing is for Jack Eichel, he's got to work. You know, he's got to work away from the puck because he's so gifted. He's such a good skater. There's a lot of times it looks like he's really not working, but he, you know, he probably is. But the biggest thing is for him is uh, he's got to he's got to kind of know where he fits and how he fits in that group. I think they're still figuring that out. From our viewers, uh, this is great. Jenna in Southern California says, Buffalo will put out the flames tonight. She's the biggest Sabres fan I know. Allie's watching in Texas. She says, be a fan of hockey. I love that. If I have a favorite, or have a favorite, but be a fan. Totally agree. That's from Allie in Texas. From Northside YEG, he says, club seats at Rogers Place are the best. What great amenities. I will only sit 15 to 22 rows up between the blue lines now. All right, you definitely do get spoiled. But what is your read on the Canucks? I never thought they were that good going into the year, and, but this, what they're doing here, is historic. Well, I, I really believe, Rod, they've got a lot better team than they're showing. Uh, I, 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 there's a lot to like there at that group. Obviously, I think the back end is hurting a little bit. Um, they, weren't be, they weren't able to consummate some... Some things that they were probably hoping to do this summer to, to uh, upgrade the back end. Uh, so they're going to have to do it from within, right? And the biggest thing is, the thing that's been most mind-boggling to me is I've watched all their games. Um, they certainly, to some degree, deserve to win a couple of those games, but it's also hard to say that when you blow multi-goal leads multiple times uh, 
first time in history of the NHL. So, um, I don't know. They they've just got a they're a bit of a fragile group right now, and it doesn't get any easier. And going to Minnesota tonight, and there's another team looking. Uh, they haven't won yet. Have won and are giving up a lot of goals also. So two desperate hockey clubs tonight. So I hope that uh, hope they can get it figured out out there pretty quick. Well, you saw Bruce Boudreau after the most recent loss saying, because I don't have to say anything in the room, they're angry enough. They had the players only meeting after the Washington game. And I'm like, I don't ever remember in the first week of a regular season, a players only meeting. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? I mean, you look at it and then, you know, I watched them play the other night in Columbus in the first period or so. They were deserving of a two-goal lead and easily could have been more. Um, I think they took their foot off the gas a little bit and, and uh, it crept back into them. And as soon as that starts to creep back in, you know, you think it's going off the rails as a group. And it's a funny thing. Uh, it's just not individual confidence. It's team confidence. And, you know, you look at – I can – parlay that in to say what Calgary's got going on right now like fell down 2 nothing the other night they didn't panic the um, game before that yeah they were up 3 goals Edmonton had a strong second period got back to within a goal um, didn't panic in the third period the third period might have been the best period of the game if they won up there and you know so they they stay true to the structure they stay true to themselves in terms of look just let's just stay with this and uh, that's a sign of a team that's uh, playing with confidence. It's a sign of a team that's got really good depth, uh, believing in themselves and, and being patient. Ken Friedman watching on YouTube says, Rich's voice is very calming. I know, isn't it? Have you ever been told that before? Your voice is very calming. Calming. It's nice to know. It's nice to know. <laughs> I'll say something. I met this man in 1996 in the lobby of the Lethbridge Ramada Hotel. You probably don't even remember. You came down to have coffee with Rich Preston, and I just yes, tagged I along. Remember. Yeah, you were, and, you were one of those guys tagged. Tagging it. along. And yeah. I remember, Look where you're at today. That's still tagging along. Wow. But I, you know, I remember thinking then that I do now, is he, he can't be this nice. Nobody's this nice. Rich is that nice of a person. That's the best compliment I can give you. But you got a nice tan. I can't believe the amount of hiking and outdoor stuff you do. You should be, you've got a calming voice. You should be a guide, a trail guide. I was outside all summer. Yeah. You know, uh, even all day yesterday it was such a great day in Lethbridge. It was plus 25 down there yesterday. It was awesome. And you know, thought I'd better get out and enjoy the last day or two before the weather changes. But yeah, I know, it's been awesome. In Montana a little bit. Hoping to go down. A place there? Yeah, hoping to go back down next weekend to drop some. We got a bunch of big trees we got to drop in the yard. Uh, so they don't land on our house down there, but yeah. Just like the storms in Florida. Yeah, just but not, not quite, quite that bad. <laughs> not quite. You don't have the water rising. Those, how's the music out there? Is it okay? It's not too loud? It's not distracting? You're all good? Okay. Speaking of your former teams, and it's 11-11 Mountain right now and one eleven Eastern, just pointing that out. The Flyers. Are they for real? Too early to tell, but... I'm not surprised where they're at. Uh, yes, it's only three or four games in, but you know, with John, you know, John is such a strong hockey mind. He reminds me so much of Daryl. Uh, I just think they're so similar in so many ways. Um, people can say that those people can be very demanding coaches, but you know what? I don't believe they are at all. They just, it is what it is. Um, they believe in a certain way and, 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 and to play a certain way and, and do things a certain way. And, 
uh, you definitely knew that uh, they were going to be much stronger defending. So you knew that their, uh, Carter Hart and Sa- uh, Sandstrom were going to be better in net. Yes, it's still early, but uh, you just know they're going to be a harder team to play against, harder team to score against, a team that will defend better. And uh, Am I surprised? No, not at all. I, I think he's just not a... He's just not a wonderful human being. He's a great coach. You know, it's funny. In your years in Philly, how many years was it? Three, four years? Three. Three. Would you ever spend time with a guy by the name of Joe Watson? Awesome. Awesome man. Awesome man. I did a banquet with him. And Moose was there in Estevan in May. They brought him back for the Centennial Cup. So you can imagine how upset he's been with the Flyers. Right? The last five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. And uh, he'd be very happy with the turnaround. Like the guy, I think if you cut him, he'd, he'd bleed orange. Oh, he, so, eh? you know, we had such a great time. Been down there a couple times in the last three years uh, with events uh, for the alumni. It just, Brad Marsh has done an incredible job down there with their alumni group. Uh, the ownership and the Flyers themselves have supported that group so well. Uh, and just so much fun to go back there. You know, we were there uh, two years ago or three years ago, Rod, just prior to the pandemic and uh, with our alumni group. And we were together. There was four decades of players there. Can't imagine. I mean, what How is many players? A lot. And, 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 the, and the thing about it was even more cool. It was just not so much seeing the older guys like Joe around and spending time with them, which was so much fun. Uh, but there was actually some players that had just had recently played for the Flyers that were still playing in the NHL that also came back. So that speaks volumes about how they treat people there, uh, how the job Marshy's done and how much people want to come back and support events and functions and charities. And, uh, you know, starting with Joe, you know, it was just, uh, he's just a tip of the iceberg in terms of how he carries himself and what it means to be a Flyer and uh, how much he enjoys giving back. About one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Won two Stanley Cups in the 70s with the Flyers. He's 79, folks. Richie acted like he was 19. I'm going to bed at 9.30. Him and Moose are going out on the town. Do you know what we need to do, Rod? What? With him? We need to go back up north to do their annual cheer. BC? Yes. Um, I got asked to do it this summer, but it was just... uh, Scheduled schedules and events and stuff going on with family. Just hey. couldn't get around to it. But it's an event that we need to go to. You played with Ron Flockhart, did you not? No. But you know who he is. Obviously, I, Flyers. I was trade for Flocky. Okay. Well, I knew it was around the same era. We got traded. I went to Philly. He came to Pittsburgh. So I said to Joe, I said, the only other guy I know from Smithers, B.C. is a guy by the name of Ron Flockhart. And Joe said, he was the ring bear at my wedding. He goes, one of them. And he said, Bobby Orr was my best man. I said, how and why did you get Bobby Orr? He goes, well, I needed somebody. <laughs> well, did, didn't Joe start in Boston, though? He did. So yes, there you go. but I didn't. So absolutely. there had to have been some connection there. Yeah. We'll be right back. More with Rich Sutter, and I'll get to your questions. We're live from the Stage Bar, your number one place for live sports here in Calgary. We are at Calgary's Entertainment Destination on YouTube Live today. Normally, Game Plus Television and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino.
Back live before a studio audience here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Rich Sutter's. There you go. Rich Sutter's with us. 13-year NHL veteran. Ken Friedman watching on YouTube says, those were two great interviews. And all this show ever asks is for us to hit the like button. That's all we ask. Rich's not going anywhere. He's still here, by the way. But yeah, Jimmy McCowan was great in hour one. Rich Sutter, great here in hour two. And we're all getting ready for the Sabres and the Flames here tonight. But, Rich, you said you watched two games the other night. Buffalo won in Edmonton 4-2 for the benefit of our Oiler fan viewers, of which there are many. What was your take on that game? Because... Uh, Jason Greger was on here yesterday from TSN Edmonton saying the Oilers just got goalied. Eric Comrie stole it. That's simple. Well, I don't know about that, to tell you the truth. I mean, I think that's you're hearing that from their side. But, look, um, Buffalo's came a long way in a short period of time. And, like I said, they just got to stay the course. They're doing a, a great job there. Um, players are buying in. Players are wanting to play for Donnie Granato, which is awesome. Uh, you know, as for the game the other night in Edmonton, they were full marks for the first 40 minutes of the game. And, yeah, they got caught on their heels and, you know, let uh, some of the big guys Edmonton take it to them in the third period. But uh, goalie's job is to stop pucks, right? Ask any coach that. And, and that's what Eric Comrie did the other night. The biggest thing is uh, the thing I liked about what Buffalo did was that you didn't see a team cave. You didn't see a team full. didn't see a team... Um, say, oh, no, here we go again. They, they stay true to what they believe in, what they're starting to really believe is going to be uh, give them a chance to compete and to win on any given night against any given team. And uh, they did that in, in, Cal- or in Edmonton the other night, and I think that's going to uh, just increase their confidence level as a group, uh, their belief in their structure. And, you know, it's, it's not going to be an easy game for Calgary tonight. They know that they will have their hands full, and, you know, Buffalo will come in with a lot of confidence. Was Buffalo ever looked upon as a pushover? Clearly they're not now, but have, have they been? Well, I think you don't want to be negative towards the group whatsoever, but, yeah, there, was, there were times there that, you know, for a few years, obviously there, there were struggles. And uh, um, they're a lot harder team to play against now for sure. Well, There's a reason they've had high draft picks, so I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. put you on the spot. But the reason I ask, it's Kevin Adams. People were going, who's Kevin Adams? How's he the general manager? And I'm saying he's got Granado signed to an extension here, pulled off the Eichel trade that seems to be doing okay. Owen Power seems to be okay. Signed Tage Thompson. Like, what's he done uh, wrong? Well, you know, <laughs> Kevin's a communicator. Uh, Kevin's a personal guy. Um, I'd love to get to know him more. Um, I'd love to go work for the Buffalo Sabres yeah. to tell you the truth. Um, well, they have one stutter on the and, payroll now. Yeah, they do. Uh, and I just feel that there's a lot of, there's a challenge there still, obviously. Um, but what they're doing, they're doing the right things. And they've drafted well. Uh, they've got a great development system in place uh, with ex-players that are really involved in uh, overlooking Rochester, working with the young guys the junior guys as well. I just think they've got so many things going right for them right now. Uh, They're going in the right direction for sure. It'd be be fun to be a part of that group. We are, what's tonight? Thursday. We're about two weeks into the regular season. Are there any overreactions uh, with, like, for instance, is San Jose going to remain this bad? 
You know, like, <laughs> we got, you got teams off to great starts. One's here. You know, are they going to stay this hot? Is San Jose going to stay that bad? Are there, what's happened in the first two weeks that you don't see continuing? Well, the thing that's been surprising me is, like, you know, you look at an example, just one example around the league was game two. Uh, Miles Wood in New Jersey is talking about how that game is a must win for We're talking game two of 82 uh, yeah. after losing a prior night uh, uh, in Philadelphia. But, you know, like I said, you, these points at this time of the year are so critical. I mean, you talk about it every year. It's like I'll never forget last spring um, saying to myself, how much fun is watching games at this time of the year just prior to the playoffs because how every point counts. And, and, and you say, geez, it was so good last year. Now it's even better this year, you know, this past spring. And you look at that and you go, like, the game is getting better. Uh, it's getting com- more competitive. And points are at a premium. And you can't afford to give away points at this time of the year because they always come back to haunt you in April. Jenna in Southern California sticking with us. She says, I love all this Buffalo Sabres talk. Well, enjoy it now, Jenna. This isn't Buffalo Sabres television here. So they're in town tonight. So why wouldn't we be talking about them? And Rich's son, Lucas, works for them. And I appreciate you, Jenna. For... She's also a huge Ottawa Red Blacks fan. We've talked more Sabres recently than Ottawa, for sure. Randy in Winnipeg says, Darlene, three goals plus five. He's the real deal. Um... That's the other thing. With Philly, I mean, great start there, too. Their first loss was last night. I'll ask you about the Panthers, because I've been around them for the last month, and they're like, we didn't trade Huberto and Uyghur for hockey reasons. It was money. They didn't want to get rid of those guys, and I believe them. Yeah, I think it's it's right, too. I think the biggest thing that surprised the hockey world is what Calgary was able to do uh, and get those players out of there. And I think what's even a further coup for Calgary and its fans and the organizations that these guys wanted to be here uh, by signing those long-term deals. Uh, I think it's awesome for the city. It'll definitely help, you know, in maybe building a new rink here that's badly needed, uh, knowing that there's going to be guys around here to see that at some point. I think it's awesome. The city, look, it's a world-class city that needs a world-class facility. It's just not about hockey. It's about conventions. It's about concerts. It's about so many economic factors that can come in and help this city uh, and, and, and grow it even more. Uh, by the way, some Winnipeg Jets fans writing in, and they want some commentary on their team, and we'll get to that. It was interesting. I don't know if I told you that we're now airing on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. Shout out to Ryan on radio, who's opping the show right now down there in metro Atlanta, where they had the Flames... And the Thratchers moved to Winnipeg. There's a lot of hockey fans in Atlanta. That is a sneaky hockey town, too. I love Atlanta. I was there for two weeks at the end of my career, and it was it was awesome. Um, what was awesome about it? It's just a great, it's a beautiful city, uh, lots of good people, uh, a fun city, um, and love their sports. Oh, do they ever. You know, so. and, and they love hockey, too. They got the River Kings down there. My guy Jerome, stay out of my yard, Bouchard is the coach of the Columbus uh, team there. So, yeah, shout out Atlanta. But to those Jets, I have opinions, but I'll ask for yours. In the early going here, what are you seeing? Well, I see a team that, you know, it's, you know, obviously Scott Arneal is coaching the group right now with with Rick being out. Um, But the biggest thing is, you know, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, 
people think you bring Rick Bonus in, well, you're bringing Dallas Stars system hockey into Winnipeg. That's not happening. Um, they're pushing the game up ice more. Uh, defense are being more involved in the play. Uh, by and, and obviously, last night was a perfect example. Last night, the two goals by Pionk. I just think that they're a team that they're playing different hockey, and it's still going to take some time. But they're playing more uh, up ice, more engaged up ice, more involved up ice, and, and more five-man units. I, I like a lot what I see in early going for the Winnipeg Jets. What's their weakness, do you think? I think maybe a little bit of depth. Um, but the biggest thing is right now is that they're learning to play the game differently that they haven't played there in a while. And there's guys that have been around there for quite a while. You know, the Shifleys, the Wheelers, the Ealers, the Connors, you know, Adam Lowry. You That's know. talent, man. So there's a really strong forward group there. And, yeah. Um, and there's some there's some talent on the back end, too. And look who you got in net still. So this is a good hockey team that just needs to find its way again, get a little bit of swagger back, a little bit of confidence back, but a good group for sure. Are you a believer in what I've been saying is specifically last hour that sometimes coaches have a shelf life? Like, I think Paul Maurice did a great job in Winnipeg, but he knew, and clearly they knew, it was time for a change. They're very happy to have him in Florida, and I wish him well and the Jets well, too. It just, it just wasn't going to continue. He'd been there a long time. Well, the, the biggest thing is there's so many good coaches in the league now, Rod, and, and the biggest thing, the, the guys that continue to do well, are the guys that continue to adapt uh, to the game, to the youth in this game, uh, and how these young guys think, and and finding ways to best utilize these players' abilities. And I think you're seeing that in so many places around the league right now. To tell you the truth, and that's that says a lot about the coaches. Speaking of coaches, you casually brought up your brother Daryl last segment. And what I keep hearing from guys that played for him, specifically Jared Stoll is a really good friend of mine. He says, there's two Daryl Sutters. There's one everybody sees in the media, and then there's the one that the guys see in the room. I've only seen the one side, Rich. You know what that side is. Remember you called me that after that banquet he and I did? You're like, what happened with you and Daryl last night? We got in that big fight. I've only seen the one side. Well, I think the base thing with Daryl, Daryl's a lot smarter person deserves a lot more credit than some people like to give yeah and quite frankly he don't care about it but the end of the day is that daryl is smart daryl adapts and daryl has been able to always do that um i'll never forget when he got the job in la in 2012 how he got raked over the coals uh about uh you know this will never work um too many outlets especially in eastern canada mentioned that and we're afraid to say it uh, what did Daryl do in his four or five years there? Speaks for itself. Um, he just knows how to get through to people. He's not a he's not a, a raw raw type communicating guy, but he gets into people, uh, gets to know people, and cares about people a lot more than people Ooh. think. And uh, you know, I I don't think he's a guy that's comfortable being in and around the media all the time. But I think if he sat down with you or some individuals on a more on a one-on-one basis, you're going to see a lot different guy and and a guy that cares not just about the game, but uh, the, those people he's talking to and their lives. Phyllis in Winnipeg says, 
I agree with Rich. Jets are playing different than they used to. And she says, I love Daryl Sutter's interviews. LOL. <laughs> Short and to the point. Well, by the way, with my Flames staff friends, he knows everything that's going on with all the staff's families, all the players' families. Not every coach does. He cares. I, I think it's right? important, Rod. I mean, I know when I worked in Columbus, uh, I wanted to know how people were. Uh, it wasn't just about going out and doing my job. I enjoyed when I was in Columbus to go upstairs, say hi to people, walk to the office, say hi to people. They didn't need to know me. I didn't care if they knew me. But I think, you know, when you're in such a huge business in a sport like hockey and being one of the major sports in the world is that uh, everybody just sees what's going on on the ice. Mm -hmm. Everyone just sees what's going on behind the bench. No one sees about... All the people behind the scenes, you know, the, the, the ticket people, the merchandising people, the marketing, the promoting people. Uh, everybody is so important to the to the team's overall uh, success. I think it's important that they're always recognized. I think it's awesome. It's all about part of being a people person and caring about the people around you. Uh, and hence winning, and that's why he's won. But it's funny because I met your sister-in-law, Wanda, for the first time, and she was, you're Rod, what's your last name? What do you do? She was very on point. You know, yeah. She cared. Yeah. So, But is is Daryl the same guy as the one that captained the Chicago Blackhawks? Well, I don't know if he, I'm answering in a lot of ways he is, but I think, you know, as a coach, you have to, I mean, you're dealing with so many different personalities on a daily basis that, you, you know, you, there's just not enough time in the day, right, to do it. Uh, so you got to, you got to, your time with, with your group, uh, collectively and individually, uh, every minute counts. Every minute's important. Uh, one quick one before the break, and then I'll turn it back to some viewer questions. But there was a, one of the security guys here yesterday asked, he asked who was coming. I said, Rich Sutter. He goes, can you ask him? And that security guy might be working today. But he goes, can you ask Rich, is it true that Gary was the best player? Your Gary, oldest brother. Gary was talented, no doubt. What Gary, type, of, type of player was he? Gary was a right-hand shot, skating, puck-moving defenseman. Uh, I'll never forget when I was a little boy watching Gary play midget hockey, take the puck and just go. Uh, and that's the type of stuff you see in the high-end players in the NHL today. Wow. Wow. Um, but at that time, you know, hockey wasn't that big a deal for us. We were, we were playing baseball or fastball. We were playing hockey, and we were farm kids. And uh, we just kind of went with it. Something you did. Yeah, yeah, something we did. Kept us out of trouble. We'll be back. More questions coming in for Rich Sutter. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on YouTube today. Game Plus Television on the radio as well. WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. How about that? Hot damn. Hey, check out our website. And when I say our, I mean Great Eagle. Great Eagle Resort and Casino.ca for all the wonderful acts. All the wonderful acts this fall and winter. I I just walked down the hallway and saw all the posters. Tom Cochran, uh, Pam Tellis, Lori Morgan this weekend, Rich Sutter. Wow. Can you believe that? The wow. Grits and Glamour Tour. And I'm not going to be here. Darcy Oak, themed illusionist, son of Scott Oak, star of Hockey Night oh, in wow. Canada. Is he here too? He's, 
uh, October 29th. Wow. Might be able to get you tickets if you want, if you'd make the trip up. Whitefish. You're gone? You got it booked? Good for you. Hopefully. Those Yellowstone stars been around there? No. They still go around there, though, don't they? Don't they? I think so, but keep trying to keep those those outsiders out as much as right, possible. That's what I hear. That's a, They're more uh, Missoula area, are they not? Yeah, further south. Yeah. You brought up last segment, and by the way, Rich Sutter with his 13-year NHL veteran and season five of Yellowstone coming out next month. You mentioned the new arena. Actually, before I get to that, I promised viewer questions, so I should do that. Go ahead. Uh, JT says, how about them Montreal Canadiens so far? Baby steps setting up for the immediate future. What do you think about them? Well, I don't, I mean, it might be baby steps, but I don't think it's for the immediate future. I think there's a, there's a little bit of a road to hoe there. But, hmm. uh, you know, again, there's another team that's got to stay true to the, to the path, to the, to the, to the plan, and, and, and hopefully their picks come along. Hopefully some of the trades work out. Uh, and that they continue to just find ways because it's going to be a, a tough road to hold there. But again, I, again, another team with a lot of, I think, smart people, a lot of good people that are just going to have to stay with it, stick with it, and uh, be patient. I love what Martin St. Louis said last week when he goes, I don't need this financially. He's like, I'm doing it because I want to. Isn't that great? Well, I not, thought it was. Isn't, isn't that what a lot of people in this sport or any sport if you're passionate uh, is it really the matter with the salary I mean, look at your job Rod I mean <laughs> is it a job <laughs> you know right so yeah when you do something that you love uh, it's not really work it's uh, it's actually a, a good for you're, you're fortunate oh yeah um, and should be grateful every night you hit your head on the pillow bingo Ted in Red Deer wants to know if you ever played for the Red Deer wrestlers Yes, Centennial Cup champions. Uh, Ronnie and I ding, were 15, ding, ding. Brent was 16 or 17, and uh, we had a heck of a year that year. I played 117 games, and we only lost 26 times or something that year when, when uh, Centennial Cup. You know, it's funny. When I said that we were in Estevan in May with Joe Watson and Alan May, it was for the Centennial Cup. I mean, you got to come next year. Send a, that That's was, what it was. That was the first year they've, they've renamed it or brought the name back, mm. right? Because you always was a Royal, Royal, Bank, Centennial, Cup. Royal Bank, and now yeah. it's back to the Centennial. Now it's the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons, just so you know. Still uh, Centennial Cup. <laughs> right, and that's why where our relationship with Hockey Canada was forged because they were there in Estevan. Where is yeah. Centennial Cup next year? Uh, Portage. Right, Moose? Isn't it Portage? Bingo! <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Portage. What's their rink like? Manitobans, tell me. What's Someone the rink like in Portage? I think it's okay. I think it's okay. And then we'll be in uh, Halifax for World Juniors. You want to come there? How about, and, and isn't uh, Memorial, where's Memorial Cup? Kamloops. I'd love to be at the memory. Here we go, Rod. Probably more than any of them. Here we go, Rod. This May, yeah. Well, that's not a Hockey Canada event. Because our deal is with Hockey Canada, but I think we could make something happen. Oh, it's funny, by the way. Stephen Lillick, our intern, writes in and says, is Jamie McCown still the most hated hockey player in Winnipeg? Honestly, I didn't either know the story or I forgot it. Last hour, he told the story. 
He's legitimately hated downright in Winnipeg. You I know didn't this. know that. I didn't really either. He broke Dale Harchuk's ribs for them in the playoffs. Slash? Cross-check. Oh, yeah. And he said Harchuk was coming over the blue line, and he thought Dale was going to go one way, put a stick up, and he went the other way, and Wango broke his ribs. That's a good thought, Jamie. And in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> and they still think, listen, Winnipeg, they still think they were going to win the Stanley Cup if that hadn't happened. I'm like, eee. It's kind of hard to say that. Yeah. That's a division series. Uh, Portage says T. Well in Winnipeg. He says Portage has a very nice rink. Perfect. <clears throat> T. Well also says so. If the Jets beat the defending Stanley Cup champs, does that mean they are now the defending Stanley Cup champs? Isn't that how it works? He's joking, of course, but that was a really big. That uh, had to be a huge win for I, Winnipeg. I, I, I was so happy to see them win last night, and I, and I think you know, back to back nights, they've had a tough, tough trip here. I mean, I know it's not a long one, but. Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, big teams, and uh, obviously huge. Uh, the first two games, division rivals, but uh, tonight back to back is tough. Vegas has got a good group, and I think it'll literally say a lot about their group tonight. Hey, for sure. And so now the viewers are really perked up. Corey May in Winnipeg says, Portage La Prairie has a great arena. It's not huge, but fairly new and a fun place to watch the Terriers. Uh, the bar flies is his name. He says, how many games does that cross-check get today? I can't even picture it in my mind, but what I can is the Stanley Cup playoffs, 1987, which you told me the final, you weren't there? You'd just been traded? Correct. Okay. The Hextall slash on Ken Nelson. We're all watching it. It was being played here uh, during the pandemic. Forget about suspension. They're putting Ron Hextall in jail for that now. <laughs> I I, would, I remember Hexy's uh, slash more going after Chelly against Montreal. <laughs> you know that's when it got wild. I mean, you want to talk about a wild playoff series? That was one to remember. Well, <clears throat> shockingly, Kent Nilsson popped right up like he wasn't even hurt. So I don't know if he got him in the wrong place. But the one with like that was a little more of a blocker shot on Chelly, was it not? Oh, uh, well, I gotta go Hex, back. Hexy got a whack in there. People wouldn't even believe it now if they watched the video, which reminds me, listen, these guys, you know, these security guys at the front are just great guys and huge hockey fans. And they're upset that the Battle of Alberta isn't what it used to be. And they did bring up the Cassian Kachuk, um, the goalie fight the other few years, but it wasn't like the 80s. No, Talbot and Smith. Right. You know, no, the, the thing I'm a little bit disappointed in is that, you know, these teams only play each other three times this year. Uh, Calgary is, is done already in Edmonton, and, and honestly, I think the Oilers are in here on the 29th of October, and then December 27th. Uh, then they're done. I mean, that's it until playoffs. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of wild that you only have three times and you're done before uh, before the turn of the calendar year. Listen, before you go, and actually, Jamie McCowan asked me to ask him, and I didn't. I forgot. So I'll ask you. About those playoffs last year for the Flames and Goudreau and Kachuk, <clears throat> they were non-factors for the most part. What do you think the Flames will do this year? If they doesn't matter who they line up against, but do you think they'll have a longer run? Is the Stanley Cup something that they should be talking about now? I think it's early, Rod. To be honest with you, the biggest thing is it comes down to good health, good fortune in the springtime, team that's on a roll, um, feeling good about themselves. 
And you got to get, you got to have big nights every night from your best players. There's no doubt about it. And, and that starts with your goaltender. And uh, if your if your goaltender is going to struggle, well, you're going to struggle as a group too because you're not going to win in the playoffs scoring six goals a night. Doesn't work like that. I know that's not uh, Calgary Flames' way to win hockey games. You're going to see this team is going to be a lot probably more comfortable winning a three-two. 2-1, maybe a 4-3 game, then they're going to be in these 6-4 game type games. So, and they've got this group to do it. There's no doubt about it. They've got the, they've got the depth. They've got uh, structure. I like what they're doing. I like their group. I believe Jacob Markstrom's the guy. They're paying him $6 million a year, but him waving the other night and that puck going in scared me a little bit. He's, you know, he's still trying to find his game this early in the year, so hopefully he can get that on track. All right. Rich, this is awesome coming down and talking hockey. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rod. Rich Sutter, and we'll be back with overtime right after this. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, and you're watching on YouTube, Game Plus TV, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. One more time, live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. It must be getting close to Friday because some of the football questions are coming in on the text line. It is overtime and the moose is there. As you see, he is on the couch. We've really uh, recreated the bunker thing here and people are liking it. We've been doing it all week, but now we're finally able to show people via the camera. So way to go, Jordan. Is it Director Jordan? Is he the guy? He's crushing it. Yeah, really Bingo. is. No, really, really proud of, you know, <laughs> oh, we talk about this show and up. stuff, and we're always moving forward. We may not be where we want to be completely, you know, like these shots will all get better and better and better, but we're always moving forward, and um, him being able to adapt back at the, you know, HQ um, has been awesome. Something from the recovery world. Progress is still progress. Doesn't matter how slow. Right, Kevin? Progress is progress. Yes. As long as you're going the right way. Um, hey, I just want to slip in a sports update here. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the National Football League and the UFC. Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros got the jump on the Yankees last night. Now they'll try to take a 2-0 lead in the American League Championship Series with an all-star lefty, Framber Valdez, pitching against Yankees right-hander Luis Severino tonight in Houston. Verlander struck out 11 in the Astros' 4-2 win in Game 1 last night. The NLCS between San Diego and Philly picks up on Friday in Philly with the teams tied 1-1. By the way, guy in the gym this morning, he's from London, Ontario. And I walked in there this morning, and he was just wrapping up his workout. And I said, do you mind if I change the channel? He had it on the news channel, right? Yeah. So he's like, no, go ahead. I'm just wrapping up. And I said, did I miss anything? As I flip it to TSN. I watched SportsCenter four times today. He says, the prime minister in London resigned after 45 days, and BC has a new prime, uh, premium. I'm like, what? Said, what? Who cares? <laughs> what happened in the NHL last night? That's more important. That's, well, yeah. Way more important. What's the news? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> All seven Canadian teams are in action tonight in the NHL. Toronto hosts Dallas. Ottawa entertains Washington. Montreal home to Arizona. Vancouver visits Montreal. Sorry, Minnesota. Winnipeg is at Vegas. 
Oilers welcome Carolina and Calgary host Buffalo. Week 7 of the NFL kicks off in Arizona tonight with the Cardinals hosting the Saints. Both teams have lost four of six games this season. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, home of the RP Show Great Cup Party. Get your tickets now. It's Friday, November 18th. Stop in at Ballers and ask for details. Also for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Beautiful thing, Moose, about being here. I don't know how you feel. We've been here uh, not quite a week, but you're immersed yeah. in the hockey world, oh, right? And time. you got your Jets jacket on there. And what I love about, it's like Hannah Montana, that TV show, the best of both worlds. You know, in South Florida, it's all football all the time. You're immersed in that. Although we have NHL there, can do Alberta. It's all NHL, man. You had 12 games tonight. We could sit and talk about that for two hours. And so tomorrow's a football Friday. And who, who's on tomorrow, Clark? I didn't catch it. Sorry. Love it. Jock Wilson and Ryan Ballantyne down here tomorrow, talking ball, live at the Gray Eagle, moving into week 20. So I guess my point is you kind of just soak up the environment you're in. You do. Absolutely. And it's completely the opposite. You know, it's all hockey all the time. But there's football here, and they do talk about it a little bit. And in Florida, it seems like it's all football all the time. But there's hockey oh. a little bit, and they talk about it. So you get the full mix, and, uh, you know, I really like it. I, I love it a lot. By the way, I got a bit of a bomb to drop Uh-oh. Friday. So hang on until Friday. You'll, it's a football discussion. It's CFL-related, and I think it'll really get tongues wagging. I want to, for those that are watching right now, the CFL fans, I was not misquoted, but I was misunderstood by the Twitter account CFL News. I had written today that Cody Fajardo's being scapegoated by being benched by the Rough Riders for their problems. And I maintain that, but they made it look like in their tweet regarding my morning commentary that I'm saying the board of directors allowed that to happen for Cody to be Fajardo, for Fajardo to be scapegoated. The board of directors has allowed all of this mess to happen. They're going to miss the playoffs the year that they're hosting the Grey Cup. They've lost the title of the marquee franchise in the CFL to Winnipeg. All of that has been allowed to happen by the board of directors over the last six, seven years. It's not just about Cody. Do you see the difference? Yeah, I see the difference. You're it, around me all the time. Am I that hard to understand, honestly? No. Be honest. No, I don't think so for the most part. But, but again, people only hear things with the narrative that's already in their head, right? Hot damn. There you go. But that's, that's it. You, always, you have a preconceived notion. So you, you're already forming your own path and your own opinion while somebody else is talking. You know, we'd be so much further ahead if you could just listen to things with an open mind and then formulate the opinion afterwards, right? Ba, 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 bingo! <laughs> I didn't think it was that. Well, they're bingo. making it look like I said the board of directors have some say over Cody Fajardo being benched. That's not what I'm saying. You believe what you want to, but I don't think that I'm that on another planet. But maybe I am. It's a nice planet. I said that there's some football questions coming in. Kenny Gill is watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and he says, if Bo Levi and Cody Fajardo are starting for XFL teams in the spring, are Canadians tuning in? You know, this, we had a minute and a half for this. There's a reason we call it Football Friday, because that's where we save the football discussion for. If you notice, it was the highest viewership today that we've had in a long time for hockey but on the football thing if those guys go to the xfl nobody's watching any more than no. i know i don't think they are man they're not i've gotten out of the vacuum that is riderville and the cfl and i see it now from the outside and realize last minute of play in the rp show last minute 
I see that it's not what everybody else sees when you're in the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Canadians aren't watching the XFL, no. even if those guys are in it. No, they'll watch the XFL because they're tuned in because the XFL's got their attention for The Rock and for whatever other reason. They're not going to follow those guys to different places. You're a fan of your team. We don't, they're not that big a Bo Levi Mitchell fans so that they're going to follow him and watch him wherever he goes. So it's not a case. It's, that's not a slight to Bo. We wouldn't have done that with any player in the Canadian football. Like, really? I mean, we barely did that with Doug Flutie. We didn't watch Buffalo Bills games and Patriots games because Doug Flutie was there. We watched it because it was the NFL. There and we love Doug Flutie. See, that's why he's not just a pretty face, this kid. The moose. Um, we didn't get to your NFL top five yet, but we will tomorrow. So okay. I assume you still have the list. Oh, yeah. It hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. Right. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jamie McCowan. Thank you, Rich Sutter and the live audience. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on the RP Show. Bingo. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> How about that? Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Spicy. Hell yes. Dundee. Bingo. Soul. LFG. Bob's your uncle. <laughs>